Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras, and we're here to today with Denise Harlow, and we are talking with Liz Curtis Higgs. Yay! Yay! So fun! So fun. So um, if you don't know who Liz Curtis Higgs, I'm sure that most of you do. Um, but just to give you a little background, uh, she has one goal, to help people embrace the grace of God with joy and abandon, which is why she's so hilarious when you listen to her. Um, she's a Bible teacher and author of a bunch of books, including Bad Girls of the Bible, Girls Still Got It, It's Good to Be Queen. Um, she's spoken everywhere, but most importantly, she's speaking to us right now. Yes, very, Yay. very honored. So today yeah. we're going to talk about um, with with her as someone in ministry and as someone in public ministry, how she's kept her heart connected to Jesus in the midst of all that, which I know speaks to me and probably all of our listeners. Well, and it definitely does me because I'm her number one fan. I keep <laughs> I keep writing her and saying, "Oh, I quoted you in my blog. Oh, I do your your devotional mm-hmm. at Christmas you. and your new one at Easter. Yeah. Love, love, love it." And. Thanks. Um, been such a minister to me, and I know so Thank many you. other people as well. Yeah. So, um, how how do you keep your heart centered and connected to Christ in the midst of serving thousands yeah. of well, people? It's helpful to have been doing it a long time because I've gone through the cycle of being impressed with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that. Yeah. You know, as the ministry grew, I started to think I was all that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. God is so good because he only lets you wallow in that kind of thing for a while. And then he <laughs> will draw you up short and say, this is all about me, woman. It is not about you. Are you clear on that? And when he sure. humbles us, he always does it out of love and for our good and for his glory. And so so I'm grateful some years passed, uh, though not as far ago as I would like it to have been, um, I finally got it that um, all we are is conduits for his love. So we don't have to drum up the compassion, the love, the patience. Those words, um, I don't think anybody would ever look at me and say, she's so compassionate. She's so patient. Um, your daughter said, oh, she's so funny. I'm used to that. <laughs> um, but compassionate and patient and kind those are the attributes of God, not the attributes of Liz. So for them to flow through me, they'd have to come from him. So that's pretty much when I go out to speak, I don't ever pray that it will go well. In other words, that I will do well. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential how I do. What I pray for is that every woman sitting in the room will feel the love of God. Mm. that he will get me out of the way and just flow across that platform and into their hearts. And what they will experience is not the love of Liz, it's the love of God. And so they'll walk out, they may not remember my name, and I don't care. That is mm. not my goal, is to to raise my platform. That is just something what I'm about. Yeah. Um, but it t- I'm going to say it took a while to get there. I had I traced all the world's desire for fame and success and blah, well, blah, it's blah. It's our human nature. It is our human nature. And it's amazing how in ministry, um, the enemy is very subtle mm. because he will say, this will be for the glory of God. Oddly, though, then he wants us to take the bow. And so we have to work extra hard 
if God does lift us up in some way, we have to be extra vigilant to crawl back down. So I always, you know this when I speak, I always tell stories on myself that are not very flattering. You know, stuff yeah. I do wrong. Yeah. I've, I've been known But we all can relate to them. Well, and, yeah, yeah, of course. Part of that is I know we're all in this together. But it, it's, I just want to make really sure nobody puts me on a pedestal. Oh, and so the easiest way to do that, sometimes I'll get up to speak and I'll say, before we begin, let me tell you the three sins I know I committed this morning, even before I got here. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I just, I just want us to all be aware that if we get it right, it's God. Yeah, that's and good. And if we get it wrong... God still loves us and will still use us. Well, it takes great humility to do that because all of us want to look good, Mm. you know, to other people. And I mean, I've caught myself sometimes in church, you know, doing something because somebody might think it's more spiritual or something. Oh, I understand. (laughs) And and I have to stop myself and say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Let me just be real. That's Uh always my prayer. Let me just be real. And if if it looks bad... Well, then they'll say, isn't it amazing that God can work with such unpromising material? Mm. You know, so so even this is what I love about God. Even when we mess up and are less than perfect, it just shows how good God is. Yes. When we get it right, it tends to make us look good. But when we get it wrong and he still loves us, it lets everybody know this is a God who forgives This is a God who doesn't require that we be perfect. Though he says, be perfect as I am perfect, perfect, of course, means complete. He's saying, be complete in me, not get it right for me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. That's the best. That's so good. The best news. That's so good. So you were talking about the women in the audience, you know, praying that God would reach them, talk to them. How do you stay connected to their stories, to the women you're talking to or the women you want to be talking to? Yeah. Well, um, I think it's it's being willing to listen. Ann Voskamp and I had a long chat last night, and and she is such a good listener. Her favorite part of speaking is after the speaking when she gets to sit down and hear their stories. What a servant heart to want to do that. That's her favorite part. Um, And I I get that because otherwise it's a one-way conversation. It's me, the speaker, me, the teacher, me, the writer. It's flowing out. But I want to know who I'm speaking to, teaching, and writing for. And so we have to be willing to listen. You have to to just carve out that time. Um, years ago, oh my goodness, I was a brand new Christian, so 35 years ago, um, Amy Grant, who must have been five at the time, I guess, <laughs> was a new singer, new Christian singer, um, but she was, of course, huge right from the from the yes. jump. Yeah. And I, she was my first Christian concert to go to as a brand new believer, and because I was in radio, I got to go backstage to meet her. And here was this lovely young woman with this long line of people, And I watched her as each person came in front of her. She looked directly at them. She did not look left or right or crane her neck to see who else was maybe more important in line or somebody she really wanted to see. She gave the person in front of her her complete attention until they moved on. And then, whoomp, she was with this next person. That made such an impact on me that I've tried um, to follow that beautiful example when I'm talking to people to only see them. And never let my eyes get drawn elsewhere. And that's hard for certain personalities. Yes, it's hard for this one. Trust me. I'm just, you know, I'm one of those, oh, 
a rabbit, yeah, you know, kind of people as it is. That's my husband. <laughs> I know it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you've been around him enough. Yeah, I yeah. have. Uh, uh, that's- so you have, you know, it's just, it's a real concentrated effort to stay focused. But, you know, you want everybody to feel heard. I think we all just long to be heard mm-hmm. for our story to matter. That's good. Well, I'm sure you've experienced this along the way. There, there are people with mental illnesses and challenges that I'm sure, you know, want to reach you, mm-hmm. want to touch you. They, they have trouble with boundaries, healthy mm-hmm. boundaries sometimes. Sure. And um, sometimes I just pray, Jesus, please heal them because I'm at my wits end. And, and I start, I have to watch not getting this stone heart or cold heart Absolutely. towards them. Absolutely. I mean, do you, what do you do with those situations, those people? Well, and tricky. it is tricky, and I suspect that it's much harder for you. As a pastor's wife, those same people are going to come to you every Sunday and Wednesday and what have you. So with me, I meet a different group every weekend. Yeah, and so true. if I have you know some women who are especially needy or, as you say, are not very boundary-driven— um, I am consoled in knowing that this is my one weekend with them, so I'm going to give them everything I've got. Um, but it is hard when it's every week we're dealing with the same people, yes. and you can't heal them. I get that. Yeah, our listeners, so most of them can read to me what I'm saying. Absolutely know what you're saying. And the only time I've had that experience is when I taught a Bible study in my own town. Okay. So I was with the same group for eight weeks. And by about week eight, there were just a couple people. You know, wanted to you say, Lord, Lord, we need a deliverance <laughs> here. I don't just want a healing. These people, you know, have got a problem. <laughs> but, um, but, but how not to have a hard heart is such a good question. Um, you know, he says that he will take our stone hearts and give us hearts of flesh. And so when I feel my heart hardening, and and I get there, we all get there, it's our, I mean, we just are so limited. We're just broken people. We have our own issues. And sometimes when people keep pouring their issues out to us, we just want to shake them and say, do you think I have it all together? Is that why you're coming to me like I have answers? I don't mean we ever say this. I'm just saying it runs through our minds. Right. Um, because we know we don't have it all together. We know we're broken. We know we're as broken or more broken than the people we're trying to minister to. That's when you just absolutely have to get out of the way. Hmm. You know, you just have to stop trying to do it yourself because you can anyway. Mm-hmm. And give that stone heart to God and say, oh, Lord, just let me be ears. Hmm. Let me be hmm. arms. Sometimes you just got to hug people. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's what they need most. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, I, I love, I, I got to see Ian praying with some people, and I've seen you pray with people before, and I just appreciate how, how you will stop, take the time, pray with them, but you're real. You don't put on a facade. Mm. And I couldn't keep it up. I mean, that's the truth. It's not because I'm so spiritual. It's because I would forget how to do the facade. <laughs> it's like, how did I do that facade yesterday? Because that one really worked. So... It's just better. And, and you know, because of my hairy testimony, no one's ever going to put me on a pedestal for very long anyway. You know, if they meet me and think I'm real spiritual, and then I say, oh, let me tell you about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they're like, oh. <laughs> so um, that is God's kindness to me, that he brought me into the family such a mess, because that mess, um, 
is part of who I am. It's part of my story. Mm-hmm. And um, while it would be sometimes I think how wonderful it must be to be a good girl, to actually have grown up in the church, have known Jesus, married a nice Christian guy and did all the right stuff. Um, that's not my story. And because it isn't, it keeps me, um, it's worse than humble. I mean, flat. Yeah. <laughs> I just know without God, I'd be nothing. I know yeah. I'd be dead. I guarantee yeah. you I would not be alive today, well, left I, to my own devices. Yeah. I grew so. up in church, but I, when my worst side comes out, I just think, I can't imagine how horrible I'd be without the Holy Spirit in my and life. All oh. of us. Yes, absolutely. Crazy, crazy. Yep. So, um. Talk to us practically. You travel a ton. You probably don't have any kind of consistent routine. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. How have you figured out just spending time with Jesus? How do you spend time with Jesus? Well, here's one of the beautiful things is um, I teach his word. So I love being in his word. It's food. You know what I mean? It's just food. And I'm also, I I don't think I've ever prayed more than I pray now in my life. I start prayers all the time. I get in the car, I start to pray. I sit down, I start to pray. I like to keep that line of communication open all the time. So there's almost never an amen. It's like, and and Lord, I'll be back with you in a second. And then I go do something and then it's back to, okay, Father, now I'm just curious about. So that the conversation and hopefully isn't one-sided. I actually shut up sometimes and let him talk to me. But um, I think it's the it's practicing his presence. It's the awareness of him all the time with us. Sometimes I'll have an empty chair next to me, very much by intent, to oh, remind me he's there. That's good. You know, it's just simple. But it just keeps you grounded that this world is is not it. This is so temporary. Yeah. You know, and we do get so wrapped up, oh. even in ministry. Oh, especially in ministry, so I think. so wrapped yeah. up in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the temporary. And and may, and for you out there listening, I mean, maybe it's not an empty chair, but maybe there could be something you carry around with you or some kind of symbol or picture or what drawing of Jesus. Something <laughs> just to keep uh, reminding ourselves. Well, I, I do love that. As a brand new Christian, I bought one of those old school paintings of Jesus, you know, the, the one that everybody had yeah. in their churches yeah. that was so I'm not all white, blue eyed yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's like good grief. <laughs> really? But it was what was out then, okay? Uh-huh. 35 years ago, that was the thing you bought at the Christian uh-huh. bookstore. But it was big. And I put it, as soon as I walked in the door of my little apartment where I had done all those bad things, I had this picture hanging of Jesus. And it, it, as far as decorating taste, it might not have made it, but it was so perfect for me to walk in the door and he's already there. And when I left in the morning, he was always there. And either you may find a slightly more tasteful or (laughs) truly culturally representative version of Jesus. But I think sometimes we're almost afraid to hang him in our house. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, you know, to put his word up, to put him front and center to have a Bible open and um, that works too. Just having Bibles open around your house. Remember the people that led me to Jesus had a Bible in every room of the house. And you know, we all have enough Bibles. Good heavens, we get given Bibles all the time. I could put two in every room, different translations. And I love that, you know, more recently, you know, the scripture art that you rub on your walls. Absolutely. There's ways to do it. All kinds of things. Yeah. But, um, you know, if we're not willing, we have to ask ourselves, 
what's the reason for that? Why why wouldn't I put him front and center? What am I hiding behind? Yeah, good, good introspective question. Yeah, but keeping keeping him in front of you, no matter what it takes. I mean, he he tells he tells you to do that <laughs> over and over again in in scripture. Yeah. You know, put him right. put him on your forehead. Put him in. Yeah, that's um, over the door frames of your house. Yeah. <laughs> house yeah that's great and yeah that's very practical and helpful and great yes I'm glad you prodded me for that because I I tend to speak not in practical one two three four five kind of ways so thanks for making me do that (laughs) yeah well thank you for being with us Liz oh it's a joy we just are so excited to have you but I I want you women out there to be praying for for Liz because you know what it's not easy to travel it might look glamorous for a while but it it loses its yeah real its quick thrill. about the 10th time in a week when you fold your hips up over your ears to get into the seat on an airplane <laughs> it's just yeah it is yeah. not glamorous and i am so appreciative of my sisters who are faithful to their calling mm. they stick with it cuz they know god put them there in that that role and I'm just as grateful for my sisters whose calling is to be in the local church doing quietly God's work no platform no applause no um uh here have a bible here have flowers here have something lovely um they just do the work because they're obedient um if I were to give you one word that God is pressing into my heart at this stage it's obey I already love him I already believe in him. I follow him. Lots of things I'm doing right. But he said, how about we just try obey? Hmm. So that's that's the my word for this year. Woo. That's good. That's good. So. All right. Faithful women out there, um, we're with you. And we just pray over you. We pray that God would be gracious to you as you put him in front of you in all these situations, no matter if you're traveling and speaking or um, the one meeting with the person who is a little bit more draining this week than you'd hope and um, gosh obey obey is what we will strive to do and that will honor him so much thank you so much for tuning into momentum today it's been so fun to have Liz um, for more encouragement check out momentum what is it, Mom? Net. Net. There you go. Now you won't forget. Like me. Momentum.net or DeniseHarlow.com. You can follow Denise on Instagram or Facebook. You guys, check out Liz's books if you haven't. Such great material, and it will bring you closer to Jesus. And you'll enjoy it on the way. All right, you all. Thanks so much. Thanks.